welcome to Voices of Change, the podcast where we explore the journeys and insights of remarkable individuals who are shaping our communities and fostering positive transformations. I'm Celeste, your host, and today we are honoured to have Mary Madziva join us. Mary is involved with youth and student engagement within the church. Hey, Mary. Hi, thanks for having me. No problem. Happy to have you. How are you? What have you been up to this week? Yeah, good, thanks. I'm actually on my summer holidays. Um, I work mainly, mainly in the school terms, so I'm on summer holidays at the moment. So I'm just back in my family home in the Midlands, and I've come down with some friends, so we're staying here. Um, we're going to visit my grandma later, so yeah. Oh, very nice. So what, so what is your, you have a job, is it? You've got a new job? Yeah, so I work in youth ministry in the Hexman Newcastle Diocese. Um, so quite far up north, I um, got married a couple of years ago, and me and my husband live about a mile from the Angel of the North. Um, so I love living up there, living nearer the sea. And yes, I work in youth ministry. So we have schools coming from all over the diocese and sometimes further afield. We run retreats with them. So they come and stay with us for two nights and we do all sorts of activities and games and um, all sorts of things inside, outside, as well as like prayers and reflections with them. So it's very busy, but lots of good fun. It does sound it. And I can't wait to get in and, and have this full <laughs> conversation about all of that. I'm like, but you live near the Angel of the North. That's so awesome. I've always wanted to like, just go and see it because I know it is, is huge, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's great. I think it's missing a cafe and a visitor centre, but wow. there's sometimes an ice cream van. So yeah, come and visit anytime. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you've got to love an ice cream van. But yeah, yeah I could just imagine a nice little cafe there. You can look at the Angel of the North. And you're like, oh, it's, it's a so missed pretty. opportunity. <laughs> it, it is but we're on it. We could find a, a way <laughs> forward. So, um, so that's really cool. So you're quite a, quite a young lady. How, how did you get inspired to get involved in youth ministry? So, um, when I was finishing school and I finished my A-levels and I'd got my place at uni, but I just kind of wanted a break from studying and I studied really hard and worked hard at school, but like, I just wanted to do something different for a year. And I'd seen the Step in the Gap, the Cathod Step in the Gap program advertised. Um, so what, I'd looked that? More... what is that Step in the Gap for people who may not know? Uh-huh. So it's a year program where they, you receive a UK-based placement and an overseas placement. So you could pick and be interviewed at in, in various ones. So I didn't know much about youth ministry at the time, but I'd like heard about Cathod from school and done fundraising for Cathod public school we used to have one of those big virtual villages and we'd fundraise for the cows and the sheep and things oh yes um, yeah. to many of our <laughs> listeners I'm sure <laughs> so um so I was really like excited to learn more about like such a big organization um so I had an interview at YMT the youth ministry team in the northeast and I really just like the place and the mission and what it's about and I, I went for the interview and I remember thinking like, yeah, I think I could live here for a year. Um, so that was that really. And then for the year then, I was a volunteer as part of the team, um, which is amazing because now I'm as part of the staff team, helped to to run our volunteer team and work with our volunteers who come wow. from all over the world. All so, over the world. So it's yeah. not actually just in this, in Hexham, Newcastle, neck of the woods. It's all mm-hmm. over the world. Wow. Yeah. So when I was on the team, as a volunteer, um, there was about 12 of us and a lot of them were from Hexham and Newcastle. So I was one of the few that didn't have a Geordie accent, which the kids picked up very quickly. Um, <laughs> They're like, you're posh, miss, you're posh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Birmingham. <laughs> um, and then um, there was also a volunteer from Cameroon and a volunteer from the Philippines. So that was a big like door for me. Like I was really excited to live as part of an international community and learn about their faith and their culture. Um, so that was like really exciting. Um, and this year we've got volunteers from the Philippines and it's just amazing. They've got like a real heart for service. And um, yeah, they bring a lot of stories about the impact of climate change, the way that they do youth ministry in their country. And um, so, yeah, we've, we've continued to learn a lot together. So, yeah, it's a really exciting team. Sounds really exciting. And I think that's that's one of the cool things about being within like an international development field and being within a church setting because the church is super universal and we've got people from all over the place. So imagine they all come together to do this in one in one spot up north. It yeah. must be fantastic. <laughs> and it's yeah. Do you find that there are quite a lot of differences in how um youth ministry is done in say the Philippines or Cameroon compared to how we're doing it over here? Yeah, sometimes there's differences as well. Um, just because maybe in like the Philippines and Cameroon, it's the Catholic church is maybe bigger or might seem like louder and more ingrained in the culture, perhaps. So um, it will be kind of more likely that young people might go to church there very regularly. Um, so it's also new for some of the volunteers that come here and realize that that's not like um, as common in our country anymore. Um, so it's like a big learning curve and also learning about like, yeah, where people are at. So that's one of the most important things for us is like before the group arrive or when they arrive, think about like where the group are at. That might change depending on their age or where they're from or their school um, and like where they're at in their faith. Is this something that's really new or is this something that they've been exploring for a while? So, yeah, we try and journey together with each retreat group. And how long is the retreat group uh, for? They're with us for two nights normally. So we have between 60 and 100 young people and we have two groups per week. So we meet a lot of young people over the year. But um, every retreat, it's like focusing on the group that we've got with us in the moment. Um, and then we have like kind of a build up to at the end of the year, we have our big festivals. So we have all of the schools from the diocese all come at once. So it's really exciting. We have uh, six days of primary school festivals. We have about 600 year sixes every day for six days 600 year sixes oh you must love working with young people (laughs) and then it'll be jumping and singing it'll be very hot um but really good fun and it's just a really exciting end of the year and then we have our secondary school festival as well so um yeah it's really good fun and it's really exciting when you see that other dioceses lots of dioceses have such like big events at the end of the year so it's been good fun on even like on instagram like seeing the other centers and seeing where everyone's doing Oh, yeah, no, that sounds super fun and exciting. And I just think when you said like 600, it's like 600 young kids. Wow. (laughs) But everyone's really up for it. Sounds like they're really enjoying it. And hopefully they continue with that sort of spirit throughout the rest of their lives. Is that sort of like also the aim for what what you guys are doing? Yeah, definitely. I think um, for them to come and see like church, to see church in a new way, to see the church alive, to see, to meet other young people that share their faith. And we've had some young people that have come and, and said, um, you know, like when I go to church with my family and if I don't see many of the young people at church and my friends don't really ask me about my faith at school. But when I come on the retreat or if I come to festival, that's when they start to ask me questions. So for young people who do have faith or do who like who do practice their faith um, yeah. it gives them an opportunity to talk about it with their friends. And I think that's really like exciting and, and empowering. 
it's almost like it's like a safe space, isn't it, to really be be free to talk about your faith with with your peers, you know. And so I guess, yeah, because I suppose sometimes like when we grew up or when I grew up, it wasn't really something that you did. And it was like it was quite boxed, boxed in. And so to be having this wonderful um, opportunity to speak with your friends and relate and develop fellowship must be amazing. Do you find that um, that young people, they develop now like really lifelong friendships from meeting? Yeah, I think so. And I think I found that um, like at university, I remember moving into my freshers halls and everyone that I lived with was really nice, but we just didn't have that much in common. Um, yeah. Like we, we weren't going to the same clubs, like they were all very sporty and I wanted to be in the choir. Yeah, it's like, I want to sing. I don't want to run. <laughs> so we were all quite different. And I remember at the beginning, like, even like going out together and things, we just like different music or we just didn't have much in common. They were all really nice. But then I remember um, joining different clubs and meeting different people. And I met a lot of the friends who I've stayed in touch with after uni. A lot of them were through like the Catholic Society. And we all like shared a lot together we shared faith together and we would pray together and meet for mass every week but we also did loads of fun stuff like one of the first events was the Cafsock curry we just like sharing a meal together I think it's really important that's how you get to know people definitely um, bonding over food is yeah. a big thing so what, what was the curry what can you remember what it was what type of curry well, was it was it good there is a wide range of uh. Uh, reactions in Birmingham so we're yeah, a very black part of the country <laughs> okay um and yeah it was just great and we had like lots of events and then we'd enjoy those events in our first year we had lots of Kayleys or like different themed nights quizzes and, and bingo stuff like that and then um as we were then in second and third year, we'd like take responsibility for hosting that and wanting other people to feel like as welcome as as we had. So that was also just really good fun and to be involved in like events organizing in that way, like with friends. We're gonna like put on a big castle ball at the end of the year. So it's like party planning and it was just great fun. Um so yeah, a lot of my like long-term friends have definitely been like rooted in faith and from uni as well. So definitely oh. I think it's really important for young people. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. And I think, you, yeah, you touched on the thing about like like student societies as well. You know, if, mm-hmm. if young people find them, I think that's really good. And and I think, yeah, it helps young people, young adults to develop their faith and and meet like-minded people. Yeah. So I was wondering, because recently in Caffold, we've been doing a little bit of work about saints and talking about saints and how they inspire us. Has there ever been a saint or saints that has inspired you? And if so, why? Well, <laughs> um, I have been inspired by many saints and different stories. But um, okay. recently I went to World Youth Day um, just this, earlier this month. And while we were there, we went to the exhibition about St. Mother Teresa. And I learned a lot about Mother Teresa that I didn't know. And um, it was really tell us, interesting. Tell us more. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a great exhibition. Like, um it was really hot in Lisbon and, and we'd been to lots of like big events during the World Youth Day week, lots of music and speakers and everything. So it was quite different to go into this like setting where they had the board and it was just like quiet to read um, to read these information about her story. And like one of the things that stood out was just a picture of her as a younger woman. I think I'd like see pictures of Mother Teresa all the time, but only as an older woman. That's right. Um, that's right. That's yeah. really true. And I was really struck like, oh yeah, like, she was once 27 like me and exploring what she wanted to do in the world and um, and to see like her story from the beginning to right right way through 
Um, it was really interesting. And at the end of the exhibition, so there was lots, there was like excerpts from her diary and her writings and and how the, um, the missionary sisters have progressed since then and the number of like projects that they have and the number of lives that they've touched. I think the way that she really impacted people like one person at a time, it just like this huge ripple effect, just mm. incredible. And at the end, there was like space to pray. And normally we'd see statues of saints where they're like stood up and they'd be like um, at the front of the church around the side. Yeah. But this statue of Mother Jesus, she was kneeling like amongst the people. So all of the chairs where you could sit to pray were all like out in lines and she was kneeling. And at first, a lot of us thought, oh, we thought it was one of the sisters. Like also oh, a, real, a real sister. Was, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it was quite life-size. Oh, and wow. And it was actually a, a statue of Mother Jesus. So that was a really powerful way to like end this. And um, just remember that I think she's still encouraging us all and, and however we want to make a difference. Oh, wow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you were at World Youth Day. Yes. And so can we just talk a little bit about the rest of that? So, I mean, it was really great to hear about, you know, how you learned more about St. Mother Teresa um, and about, and I think it's interesting to relate to, yeah, she was a young woman once. She didn't just appear as she did, you know, (laughs) she was, she had a life, she was a young person, she had faith and stuff like this. So I'm, I'm guessing probably she would have loved to have gone to a World Youth Day event or something when, in, yeah. her, in her time. What, what was it like? What was the atmosphere like in Lisbon? It was amazing. It was really, really good. I think we're all still buzzing off it. And like even this morning, like flicking through Instagram and seeing everybody's like pictures and reels and like hearing the songs again. Yeah. Um, it was such a fun week. It was, yeah, super, super hot. So it definitely felt like it was a good way to like kickstart the summer holidays. Um. And yeah, it was really fun. So I went with a group of friends, um, some from uni, some from my home parish. And my sisters came with me as well. It was really nice. Um, and some from up north as well. That was really good. And it was just really fun. So at the beginning of the week, it was like just getting to know the city a bit. The city is like totally like kind of overwhelmed with pilgrims from all over the world. I heard that every single country is there bar one. So it was just like really busy. Yeah, there was like 1.5 million people there. So it was really exciting. Everything's very colourful. Like everybody's dressed in like group colours and everyone has big flags and things like that. So it's just really like noisy and exciting. Um, And then there's this big build up like to welcome the Pope when he arrives. So yes, what was that like? Because I would just be like yeah so we thought we got to the like park early we were not early enough but we got like near a barrier so like all the places near the stage are like packed out and but we were kind of near a barrier and there was a lot of volunteers there and then there was suddenly a lot of police there and a lot of security and we kept saying to the volunteers like is the pope coming this way and they were like we don't know (laughs) (laughs) wink wink we don't know (laughs) so we were so excited and then when he did drive past like it was just really exciting and then when he was up on the big altar like he was so far away everything was so small but (laughs) they have loads of screens it was really well like put together so we could like um hear the English translation on the radio of what he was saying and a lot of his messages were just like really like well they're all for young people it was for everyone gathered there but for all young people and for the whole church so it was um it was great to be there and just to see the church so alive and colourful. Yeah. What did you take? Like what did you what was the message that you took from from what he said when he gave his speech? Was there like one particular thing that stuck in, in your mind? Um so at the beginning he'd spoke a lot about like how everybody was so welcome and he um really like kind of kept emphasizing that. 
Um, and then at the end, so World Youth Day ends with like a vigil mass, a vigil and then a missioning mass. What's and that? Sorry, in case people don't know. Uh, so everybody mass. walks to this place where the mass will be. Um, so for us, we, well, we got a metro part of the way because it was just so hot. <laughs> as far as we could but then the public transport stopped and you've got to walk so we're right. walking and everybody's walking together and everyone's like singing so that like keeps the momentum going um and then you like kind of set up camp so it's like a big open air field there's like some amazing drone footage of this um camp so you can see it and so we're all set up camp like but there's no it's not tents or things you have like set up your base so our little group is set in section c15 and um, you can see just like you're just surrounded by people. And the Pope comes that evening to do like a service. There's loads of music. The orchestra and the choir was incredible. There was like hundreds of young people from all over the world in the in the music, like participating in the music. Wow. Um, yeah. And then um, he leads the service, leads the vigil. And then in the morning, he comes back to lead the, the kind of sending out mass. So then his like messages were more about like it was really emphasizing, like, don't be afraid. like. Um, young people like Jesus says so many times like don't be afraid he was encouraging people to like go out and and to make a difference he was really yeah empowering yeah do you think and do you think everybody was really really receiving that message and really sort of fired up that they know when they go back home they're just going to take on that message and you know be the change that the world needs and you know is that what you felt yeah I hope so I hope it gives like young people and um, hope in the church and um yeah, maybe like faith that whether your parish is big and exciting and or whether it's smaller, whether your Catholic at university is is fruitful and thriving or whether it's like just you and a couple of friends like trying to get something together that like that there's hope for it all and that it can grow. And that, yeah, it's just a really exciting time for young people in the church, I think, to to get involved. And we know there's like obviously World Youth Day. There's Flame, which is another massive event for young people. And we know that you're involved in organising and hosting the Flame Conference at Wembley. So was it the one that just happened or is yeah. it coming again? <laughs> I am a minor cog in the Flame team. Um, it's really <laughs> exciting to be part of it. Um, me and Father Michael were really um, blessed to be asked to host the last couple of Flame. And it was such an exciting experience. We'd never done anything like it before. Um, and we just had an amazing, we just had a really good day um, getting to meet the speakers and also to just see the crowd. And like, we had such a privileged um, perspective to see the whole crowd, to like see the Mexican wave and see all the lights shining and everything. Like, right. it's just really exciting. Um, even at World Youth Day, actually, some people would come over when they saw the UK flag and the Spanish and French groups and some of the groups from America or South America were huge. And we were there as a small group of 20 from the UK. There was other groups from the UK as well, but we were all kind of scattered around. People come in and we're like, we haven't seen many UK flags. We're like, no, the UK church is there. Like, there it's just we like to people. do our own thing in little corners <laughs> around the room. So it's really, I think it's really important for like young people in the UK as well to see that for events like Flame or the diocesan festivals that happen, to see like other young people just like them gathered um, as church. The theme of this podcast is Voices of Change. How do you see young individuals, perhaps the ones that you work with or the ones that you've met in general, influencing positive change within the Catholic Church and society as a whole? Is there a unique power in their voices? 
Yeah, I think so. I've been really impressed. Um, I've only been working on the staff team at YMT for a couple of years. And the number of young people who really care about problems in the world. Um, we've done activities like debates or um, campaigns where they have to produce posters and talk about what difference they want to see in the world. And they really care, um, whether that's about climate change or mental health or um, women's rights or, or anything. It's like once they've found, like once young people or anyone really has found that thing that kind of fires them, um, I think young people really do care about making a difference. And I think that um, I think that increasingly that care is so authentic and shown through our voices, through our words, but also in our actions. Um, at World Youth Day, Pope Francis said, um, the only time we should look down on someone else is when we're helping to pull them up. Um, and it's that that phrase we hear about um, we ra- we only rise by lifting one another. Yes. And I think that young people really um, show that in their actions that it's not such a well I hope that it wouldn't be such a dog eat dog world anymore that actually we're we're going to grow by encouraging one another and and building on building one another and I think young people show that in their actions and and their words and things like social media by like we can make it a positive place by encouraging one another by by building each other up and I think young people are real pioneers for that really. From um, your interactions with all these wonderful amazing young people from around the world um, what what do you think is the Mm, the issues that are more sort of close to their heart that they really think a lot about? I think um, I think climate change is a huge thing. And I, I think mental health as well. I think um, I did psychology at university and I just finished a master's in global mental health. And it was looking about how different cultures and different communities approach mental health in different ways. And then um, my dissertation, I specifically looked at how um, religion and faith and spirituality and mental health might be associated together. Oh. And it was quite a young audience that participated in in the research. And it was just like a minor project, like it's not like a published thing, but it's like the role of um of faith and spirituality in mental well-being and, and holistic well-being. It's that sense of belonging is really important. Um and I think that that these things are really crucial. I think young people know that like we can we can make a huge difference in the world, but we have got to make sure we don't burn out, that we're looking after one another, that we're right. looking for ourselves. I think I think all of these things are quite um yeah prevalent. So because we also have questions coming on Instagram too, because we are on the gram, so everybody realize that, send us your questions for all our lovely guests that we're going to have coming through. We've got a question for you mm-hmm. um, from Amy. Hey Amy. Hi Amy. Amy is curious to know who has been your greatest inspiration in your Catholic youth engagement work? Wow. Who has been the greatest inspiration? Okay. Um, I think I would have to say Father Dermot Donnelly, who we really sadly lost last year. Yes. Um, but he, I remember meeting him for my interview and um, he was one of the people that founded and started off Flame. Um, he just kind of worked tirelessly, but was built on like a real vision of of youth ministry being um, a way of reminding young people of how important and significant and loved they are in the eyes of God. Um, and I think that like roots me in my like day to day work that I know we're not going to we meet so many young people and. And often we can be asked, like, well, why are they not turning up to church on a Sunday? But 
we can't fix all the problems in two days <laughs> yeah um, but yeah. for me like if they if even some of them just leave knowing that they are important that they are loved that they can make a difference like that's like the best start we can do so um so yeah he, I think he's yeah constant inspiration and when I started on the staff team at YMT like and he'd helped to design our new programs we were just coming out of COVID it was quite a difficult time in youth right. ministry in general um, and we designed like a program all focused around the road to Emmaus so the way that he would speak about that story um was really like continues to inspire how we do retreats and um yeah so it would have to be proper then yeah he was very very inspirational that is very very true so I guess people who are listening who may know lots of young people or they they wish their kids were going to church or they wish their kids was involved um is there something that you would suggest or or how would you get that started say there's a parish out there you know and there's young there's young people but they just don't seem to want to turn up or do anything or get involved what what would you suggest is something they could do just to start was it something that adults need to do to get them involved i think i think um even starting with like a couple of people and I think to not be discouraged on like numbers and figures and what the parish next door are doing or not doing or just starting with who you've got and and meeting them where they're at and if they so like in my like parish church there was about three families that all coincidentally had girls so I'm one of four sisters there was another family of three sisters another family of two like there's a lot of us girls so we were just like (laughs) clicked quite easy we're all kind of the same age um and so like we've like naturally kind of grown up together um while I've been home I we met up with some of the youth group leaders that don't run a youth group anymore but they had done when we were young and um and we used to do like all sorts like we used to have times for prayer but also times for just like getting to know one another and fun and games and like takeaways and just kind of other things and then when we paused to pray together it was it became like normal like if you go to a, a normal like a youth group outside of the church you do games and activities and whatever and then you leave and then if it's just part of the routine that actually before we eat we're just gonna we're gonna say grace together yeah um, it just becomes part of it doesn't become like a I don't know like a big thing like it's like a big normal. deal it's, yeah, yeah it's like natural so I think that's just a really good start and then I think going to events like well do you say flame big things like that even if there's only two people in your parish that want to go, like take them. Um, I remember at school, like signing up for a retreat, and actually, I, rem- I remember in our form when they showed us the intro, um, like the advert video for Flame. I think it would have been like 2012, so it might have been the first one. Um, and our school didn't do a trip because there wasn't that many people signed up. But yeah. I think if you've even got like one or two people, like take them, like because they might then be like excited to like start something to invite their friends and just to let it grow like organically so yeah or just like invest in who you've got and and see what they want to do and so the so people you know they they don't need to be led they can lead themselves like if if a young person is like oh I want to do this or they could just do it so do you feel they should feel empowered whether it's in their Definitely. school in their parish whatever they're like I want to set up this little group for me and my my fellow mm-hmm. young don't want to say kids young people so we can yeah. hang out and do something fun that yeah, they should definitely. be empowered to just do that and I think that like social justice issues are a really good way of like bringing people together as well I think um 
so often young people will see a problem like we hear about people on the news and um, like young people who've done something really inspirational like they've seen a problem in their area and then they've sorted it out I think that was really like a big thing during COVID like there was the boy who slept who was like camping out to raise money and the homeless mm-hmm. or yeah that. like people like really seeing a problem and deciding like you know what I'm gonna step towards fixing that today so I think that's a great way of bringing people together um whether that's problems that you've seen in like your local community and you might work with SVP or with other organizations like locally and um, to see what you can do or to see problems internationally and you might see like capital campaign or go to a protest march or go to like a talk about it or learn about it together and then see what you can do in school or um, in your parish or just as a group. And who knows, maybe by these small sort of um, beginnings, people might become even more sort of inspired and want to go further and be like you, Mary, and do what you're doing, (laughs) you know, eventually. Yeah, and I think it's not to be discouraged, like to just see see ways that you can make a difference. And whether that's big ways or small ways, like it might be like you can do a huge thing and end up on the news or it might be that you do a small thing. I just remembered like being home, I just remembered the story. Like when me and a friend were in high school, we were both vegetarian and we wanted vegetarian Haribo's. So we wrote a letter to Haribo to say, please, can you produce vegetarian Haribo's? They're not, they don't need the gelatine. It'd be better for the planet and for people and animals to make them vegetarian. And we wrote this letter, which we were quite proud of. And we went on the Haribo website to get the address. And as we went on the Haribo website, it said, launching vegetarian hybrids they had already done it they were a step ahead of us we were just slow on the ball um so but that had like that was like a great time we had (laughs) so I think like whatever whatever it is that like sparks you or whatever it is that you want to make a difference about just to like explore ways and like ask, ask other people like oh how could we do this and and work with other groups or people in the community and yeah do not be afraid like take like this do not be afraid. I think that is that is the way to end this podcast today because I think it's very helpful and it's true. Do not be afraid. Do what you are being called to do. Make a change. Be like Definitely. the saints. Definitely. Mary, thank you so much for sharing your amazing insights um, and your experiences. You've had some fantastic experiences and it's so warming to hear you speak as somebody who's who's really fully involved with flame and with the world youth day and helping to just inspire lots of young people with retreats it's I think it's very refreshing well I feel very blessed I love my job and and yeah taking each day but it's it's a great thing <laughs> well honestly your your work truly exemplifies I think the spirit of positive change um, and which is what we're trying to celebrate in this podcast. And so, I mean, it's fantastic to hear from you. I feel super positive hearing from you. <laughs> and I'm hoping our listeners do as well. And, and hopefully, you know, if they feel encouraged and they feel, I want to do something to, to really inspire the young people, I, we can do this. Or young people who are listening, if you guys feel in, encouraged to do something, do it. If you need some advice, we're here to help at CAFOD. Mm-hmm.